The Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 140, Monday, September 21st, 2009. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, episode 130, 140. Yeah. Wow. Paunchstevenson.com, I am Rob, you are Greg. Yeah. And we have a special guest. Oh, yeah. The macho man, yeah. Yeah. But it's not. Close. No, what you not. gonna do, brother? Uh, Alright, so we have Kelly. Or we, we will have Kelly. On the phone, and she runs a website. Well, one of the people that runs. One of the people who runs a website called... WrestleCrap.com and it is the very worst of pro wrestling. Mm. Now, from time to time, we talk about wrestling, and uh, not, not current wrestling, but wrestling characters we grew up with and the ridiculousness. Yeah, I mean, we celebrate <laughs> the humor and the ridiculousness and the corniness of professional wrestling. Yeah. Whereas a lot of... There's some people I know, in fact, who are just obsessed with wrestling and but they they act like it's I mean they know it's not real but some, some people think it isn't real I know but they still they act like it's real in the sense that you know like who's ever the champion like they have to be respected and it's <laughs> it's wrestling get a life did you see the wrestling last night when uh uh, Triple H threw, yeah. he smashed a chair into the rock's head and he was bleeding and then Cactus huh. Jack came and I'm like, it's not real. Stop like it. These, pe these people hate the rock. Why? Because he left wrestling and went to movies. So they hate him. <laughs> it's like, come on, it's a job. Get over it. Yeah, well, wrestling is acting anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to try to get Kelly on the phone right now. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. See if she picks up. Loud enough? No, it doesn't matter because you read. Wait, how are you recording on this? Oh, good point. God. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi, Kelly. Hey, Rob. Hey. How did you know it was me? I, I guess I know your voice. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, from the podcast. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I'm here with Greg. Hi, Greg. Hey. So how's everything going? Oh, pretty good. I just watched the Yankees completely get creamed by the Red Sox. <laughs> ah, are you a Yankees fan? Oh, yeah, I love them. But you don't live in New York. Well, no, but I, I'm from there. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Ah. How long did you live in New York? Uh, when, when did I leave? I think we left around uh, 96 when I was 13. Oh, okay. So where do you live now? In Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> wow. What made you move from New York to Georgia? 
Oh, well, my dad, he used to work for uh, General Motors in Tarrytown, New York, and the plant closed in 96, and he had to pick where to go, so he chose Georgia. So how do you like it? It's cheaper to live here, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But everything else, ugh. <laughs> do you miss New York? Oh, yeah, always. I, I miss the TV there. So it's, it's, it's not like how it is in Matlock. Well, uh, the, the, dri the people who drive, really, they don't know how to drive. Oh, wow. All right, so we have Kelly on the line. And tell us about your website. Well, it's not my website. I just write for it. It's uh, WrestleCrack.com, and it showcases uh, the worst the best of the worst or the worst of the best or worst of the worst in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, we talk about all kinds of bad gimmicks and bad angles and bad merchandise, everything related to the badness of wrestling. So are you a wrestling fan? I'm an old school. I'm mostly an old school fan. I don't really watch it today because I can't stand watching it for more than five minutes. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd get really, really angry and just shut off TV. <laughs> well, that's kind of how that's kind of how I am with it. Oh yeah, which one of you guys uh, uh, got a Randy Savage's picture with Elizabeth? That was me, Rob. Oh, it was you. Yeah, yeah. I said, you know, it was weird because yeah, in our hometown, Belleville, New Jersey, it's like, you know, what is this place? But we used to get all these WWF wrestlers that would come to the little convenience store and. Well, they got paid to do it. Yeah, they got paid, but it was like, it's Belleville, New Jersey, of yeah. all places. Well. So, when, so Kelly, when you say old school wrestling, is it 1970s, 1980s, 90s? Well, mostly from like the, the uh, big like, rock and wrestling uh, era, that's when like Hulk Hogan was the champion and they had Cindy Lauper on the show and Roddy Piper and from that point pretty much like it's about uh like maybe 97 98 uh yeah I think about the time that I I mean maybe you too Greg but about the time that I kind of fell out of it was probably around the early 90s when they started getting clowns and oh uh, yeah <laughs> that's the um that's when, around the time um, when Vince McMahon was being brought up on uh, steroid distribution charges. Yeah. And so he, he had to get rid of all the muscly types. So they were bringing in all kinds of like cartoony, gimmicky guys like Doink the Clown and... Bastion Booger? Oh, Bastion, oh God. Well, first he was a friar. He was, he was some kind of like friar character and that didn't last very long. Yeah, I mean... They, they they took one of the guys, I believe they took one of the guys from uh, Demolition, and he became the Repo Man. Oh, yeah, right? it's uh, Barry Darso. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a, I thought it was a great gimmick, because the guy never really had to wrestle. He just would show up in other people's matches and steal their stuff <laughs> and <laughs> run away. Yeah, he was cool. And... It, and they, the vignettes for him were great because he was always, like, taking people's cars and stuff. <laughs> wow. Yeah, 
I mean, for me, I, I would say, I mean, my rest, my whole wrestling thing is is from like around 1985 WWF through uh, I don't know, like 93 ish, 94. And I got really sick of it. I don't know what it was. I just probably for the same reason that just terrible gimmicks, but I just got really sick of it. And I stopped watching wrestling for about three or four years. And then mm-hmm. in college, I used to watch like it, it, it they would show it in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m., which is when I was just about winding down. Uh, ECW. Oh, yeah, I love ECW. <laughs> they would show their stuff. And I watched that, but I mean, I mean, it wasn't live or anything, you know. It, it was just like this, you know, uh, infomercial type thing that they would kind of put together. And mm-hmm. I watched that for a little. I used to watch that a little while, and then I don't know what it was like. Just all of a sudden, somebody I don't know. We were at like one of my grandparents or something, and my one of my younger cousins put on uh, WCW, and I was like, what? What are you watching WCW for? It's horrible. You know, it's stupid. It's like Vader against Ric Flair every you, week. You never watched a WCW in like the late '80s or never. early '90s? No, no. we we were all completely WWF. We thought WCW yeah. was like this hillbilly yokel. <laughs> it was wrestling. Well, oh, that's the that was the strong point of uh, Vince's total. Um, domination over the northeast because he he just buried any like any if wcw or nwa as it was tried to have a show in like um the meadowlands nobody came to those meadowlands shows because everybody was a wwf fan well that was the wwf in the old old days when wrestling was like kind of like this it was almost like this like the old mafia was where you had different syndicates. Like each each promoter would have a region of the country and no one else was allowed to promote there. And they would swap wrestlers here and there. But this, the greater New York area was WWF's realm, really. For the Mc, yeah. yeah. That was their area for the McMahon family. That's why they were so well known here. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, we never really watched... WCW, like I don't, I don't know why we just didn't watch it, and all of a sudden I watch, I started watching Monday Nitro around '97, and yeah, I was like, wait a minute, this isn't, this isn't this ridiculous. I mean, look, it was still corny and it's wrestling, but I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't this ridiculous, goofy, you know, nonsense that that, that I thought that they were still doing to this point. Ted Turner. He didn't. He had no idea what was going on. He just delegated power to to other people, and he just signed the checks. And for years and years, it was just like a bunch of of corporate suits running a wrestling show, and they had no idea what was going on, how how to run it. And then uh, Bischoff took over, and, and for a, a few years into his um, uh, reign, he he was the same way. But then the whole NWO thing changed pretty much changed the whole face of WCW. Yeah, but I, you know what, I was a, I, I really liked that because it wasn't just wrestling. It was, you know, they would do like these different like skits and have these elaborate storylines and like the guys mm-hmm. would use their real names. They didn't have these stupid gimmicks. Well, wait a minute. Hollywood Hogan 
Yeah, well, what were they going to do? It was, it was still Hulk Hogan. But, I mean, but then, and then they wound up getting, like, everybody. They had, at one point, they had, they had like, a hundred guys. They had uh, Nash and Hall. They had uh, Hogan, Savage, Ric Flair, Piper. They had, like, every single major wrestler, other than, like, The Undertaker, at that time, was, was in their promotion. Yeah, they were Sting. just scooping up WWF guys left and right. Yeah, and... You know, and I don't know that, you know, they went downhill and then they fired Bischoff and they brought him back and it was a disaster. Mm -hmm. And But I still watched WCW pretty religiously through, right through the end, really. And then when they sold, when it went out of business and they screwed over Bischoff from getting control of it and they just sold it to McMahon, that was mm -hmm. it. I just, I even though there were some of their wrestlers in WWF, I never watched it. I have not watched WWF wrestling in ever really and well WWE yeah WWE and then recently <laughs> I've watched some of the TNA wrestling because it's kind of like WCW was in the late 90s where you know they, they do a little bit of promos where they're yelling at each other and then they just go in the ring and beat each other up and that's all I really want to see I don't want to see this this nonsense like the WWE does where you got McMahon's kids involved and who cares? Just exactly. Do you, you remember um, after uh, Vince had bought WCW that they had an, a WCW invading uh, WWF <laughs> yeah. angle? Yeah, that, that failed. <laughs> uh, it was horrible. <laughs> well, the thing was they didn't take all of the WWE CW guys. Um, some of them didn't want to come over, but, you know, what they wound up, at the time, Scott Steiner was, I think he was the heavyweight champion or something, and he, they didn't want him, so he they didn't bring him over, and they didn't have Sting, and... I mean, they and had some... Goldberg of, held out for a while. Yeah, Goldberg was a pain, and he, I mean, he was, was kind of overrated anyway, but... What about Gold Dust? Yeah. Yeah, gold. Well, yeah, my friend calls him Gold Turd. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, when he came on, you know, he was kind of cool in the sense that, you know, he would just get in the ring and just beat everybody up, and and that was interesting. Plus, you know, that they, they what they did was WCW. They had the NWO, and eventually, uh, it got a little ridiculous because like every single wrestler was in the NWO. Yeah. <laughs> Except for like Ric Flair was a 60 year old guy. And so every week it was the NWO, it had to wrestle someone. So they would like wrestle Ric Flair or Sting or something and they just pummel them because it was like 60 on one. And so <laughs> eventually they needed some kind, some kind of good guys to go against the NWO and that was Goldberg. Well, Sting was the one that. Um like, when they had changed his gimmick and suddenly he became Brandon Lee from yeah. The Crow. <laughs> and he was hiding up in the rafters. And it happened. Like waiting. Yeah, and it, but the, Wait, the, the the guy from the police? No, no, not that sting. Oh, come on. Stop it now. No, no so uh, wait, who, what, what, what was uh, the guy who was sting? Sting. He was always sting. But he used to have blonde hair and, like, yeah. He looked ridiculous. Was he Lex Luger? No, he was partners with Lex Luger. Oh, okay. But he was always in WCW, and then he went away for a little while, and he didn't go anywhere. He must have been 
he was off TV for a while. And when he came back, his gimmick was that he was dressed exactly in the same face paint as the crow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. if I recall, had the crow had come out like two or three years before they even did this, which was really weird. Yeah, it didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. That would be like today if someone came out with in wrestling, somebody just came out of nowhere with a gimmick where he's Neo from the Matrix. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a little uh, past its prime. But so Kelly, what are some of the good or? What would you say are some of the top worst wrestling gimmicks or the worst of the worst on the website? I, I don't think it's the first one he ever wrote about, but it's the name of the award that uh, he gives every year for the year's worst gimmick. It's called the Gooker after the gobbledygooker Ugh. from uh, Survivor Series 1990, I think. <laughs> Wait, there was a wrestler called the gobbledygooker? Yeah. I, well, he... the thing is, well, the thing is, um, the, to promote the pay per view, they had um, they had a, a giant egg, and they would wheel it out um, to the TV tapings and say, "Okay, this egg is going to hatch at Survivor Series 1990, oh, and you yeah. know what could it be?" An and everyone egg? bought the pay per view. Yes, it was. It was a, a giant egg, oh. and they had it on a table. Wow. And. <laughs> They would say, okay, it's Survivor Series 1990. This egg is going to hatch, so you'd better order the pay-per-view. And at the pay-per-view, um, Mean Gene Okerlund said, oh, it could be the Playmate of the Month or something like that. It could be the Playmate of the Month. Well, so but, so <laughs> the, the, the egg hatched, I guess, right? Yes, the egg hatched, and it was uh, Hector Guerrero in a chicken outfit or a turkey <laughs> outfit. And and in front of the millions of people watching pay-per-view all over the world, they see this chicken or this turkey get out of the egg, and Mean Gene starts dancing with it in the middle of the ring. <laughs> and Roddy Pipe and the, the, the crowd is booing their lungs out. They're just, <laughs> they hate it. And Roddy Piper, who must have been really, really coked up, was going, ah! Well, I don't remember that at all. Well, that was another oh, man. <laughs> yeah, lucky. Exactly. That was a good idea for me, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with that idea. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I kind of remember the and Vince always jokes about the gobbledygooker whenever he's they interview him. He like brings it up, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like goofing on himself. But yeah, I, you know, there was. You know, we're, we're just scrolling. Actually, you just scrolled past one of the... Wor- I, I actually like Jeff Jarrett. Um, when he was coming, he was in WCW. When they first brought him into WWF in the, in the early 90s, they did this promo thing. They used to do this all the time when they were bringing in a new wrestler. They wouldn't have them wrestle. They would have them do these, um, these promos. And they would do promos yeah. for like months. With these stupid vignettes, with these idiotic <laughs> rep, like, what the hell is this? And and actually, I just thought of another one, which was even worse than the Jeff Jarrett. And and Jeff Jarrett was this ridiculously dressed, supposed to be like this country singer. He had so much sequins on his on his outfit that like it was just like glowing, and and that was terrible. 
And I just thought of the other one they used to do back in the late 80s where they were bringing in Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Now, uh, who didn't know who Dusty Rhodes was at the time? Come on. And they, they just kept doing these promos with Dusty Rhodes operating this, like, taco restaurant. <laughs> and he would take this, like, this taco shell, this, like, big burrito wrap, and he would start stuffing stuff in there, the meat, and lettuce, and cucumbers, and, and anything that was, that was available. He'd start stuffing, like, uh, I don't know, apples. He'd be cutting up apples and bananas and... Just throw all this garbage in there. Why? And he would make the people eat it. Who? Dusty Rhodes. The wrestlers? No, it was just, just random people that were like, went into this restaurant. What? Like these people would go into the, I mean, I'm sure it was all staged. Yeah. The person would go yeah. into the restaurant, they'd go up to the counter to order, and all of a sudden the Dusty Rhodes would appear and push the regular person out of the way and be like, Hey, what you gonna have now? What you gonna have my taco stand? What you gonna have? And they're like, Yeah, I, I just want, I just want a regular taco or something. He's like, No, no, I'm gonna make you a bean burrito. And no, you know what? I, I'm feeling happy today. You, you, this not enough just to have beans in here. I'm gonna throw a little celery in here. And you know, here comes some, uh, uh, some radishes. And, oh, yeah, what, what do I got here? I got jelly beans. We throw them in there, and he handed it to the person and had to eat it. That's weird. And then he shows up. This is the kicker. Finally, after like months of these vignettes, Dusty Rhodes shows, finally shows up. And he's supposed to have a, I don't know who he's having a feud with. They had some wrestler go into the restaurant and beat him up. <laughs> and he shows up, and it's like, it's like this 50-year-old fat guy who can't even wrestle. It's like, you idiots have been spending months of airtime with these vignettes for Dusty Rhodes as your new big-name wrestler... And he can't wrestle anybody. He can't, I mean, it's beyond belief to think that he can beat somebody in a ring. You remember uh, uh, Sapphire, his uh, manager? Yeah, Sapphire. Two horrible gimmicks that I remember. Well, one of them we talked about several episodes ago with the whole uh, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts luring yeah. the ultimate warrior into, yeah. that, into that basement with yeah. all the rubber snakes. <laughs> well, he was training him to face the Undertaker. Yeah, that was so stupid. And then, oh yeah, and then the other stupid like angle or gimmick. I remember in the mid nineteen eighties, I believe it was the Macho Man. Supposedly, oh, yeah. he had uh, punched Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in the neck or something like that. And then supposedly, yeah, yeah supposedly uh, Ricky's windpipe. Yeah, Ricky Steamboat couldn't talk, and they would show him with the speech therapist, and they're like, <laughs> like say cat, <sighs> say, no, 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 cat. <sighs> I'm like, come on, what? I was I was what ten years old, and even I thought that was ridiculous. Did they have writers? Uh, you know, I I think they had. Well, now they have like tons and tons of writers because er everything is scripted now. And nobody writes their own promos anymore, anymore, and I think that's, like, really, really bad for business. But obviously, I'm not working for the WWE. <laughs> but, so, um, you know, back then, back in, like, like the, the 1980s, let's say when Macho Man would go up to Mean Gene and do his promo. They don't do that. Well, they kind of he, he was just winging it, you think? Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely. He, he's crazy, and that, that's a good thing because he did awesome, awesome promos. Yeah, he did. He did. Now, a lot of them did wing it, and I've read that in some cases they would say stuff about the other wrestler that was like private, <laughs> and then the other guy would get all like pissed off at them and, and <laughs> want to, you know, get all mad and everything, and you know. But that was. But I mean, I mean, some guys winged it, and other guys. I mean, he had like Hogan. He probably gave the worst promos in the history of wrestling. I mean, it was just <laughs> it was him. Okay. It was just him yelling and screaming, "Take your vitamins. Uh, what you gonna do? And what you gonna do, brother? Uh, just, brother, say your prayers, brother." And Kellen, let me <laughs> let me ask you. I don't I don't know if how far back you go in terms of. Uh, I think you're younger than us, so maybe you don't remember the the mid '80s Hogan. But oh yeah, I do. Okay, did you used to think as a kid at the time that they had two Hulk Hogans? <laughs> what? But I used to swear that there were two Hogans two because Hulk when they Hogan? had hold on when they had the promos backstage with Hogan, he looked like this young, really ripped guy. You know, kind of looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger, just ripped. He was young and he was tan, and he, he and then when they had the when he came down for the match, he was pale and fat and fat and out of shape and had no muscle tone and <laughs> no hair. Well, he didn't have hair and the other thing he had the bandana no on. But I wait, I used to swear that they had two different Hulk Hogan's. <laughs> no, Let's no, because start that rumor <laughs> pr- probably when he did the promos was when he. Had just injected the steroids, and then by and the time it worked like by that. the time he got to the oh. ring, they wore off. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. I don't know. Wait a minute. Wait. I just thought of another. Must have been the oil. I just thought of another dumb wrestling gimmick. Speaking of Hogan, no. Do you remember during the? I don't know when this started, but at some point when it was like all the Hulkamania and stuff like that, he would start wrestling somebody. The person would completely kick his butt. He'd be on the ground crying and, and like, passed out. Sleeper. They have him in a sleeper hole. Yeah, and then the person would, like, start beating him and punching him, and he'd be, like, falling and crying. And then, like, on the tenth punch, he would start shaking. (laughs) And then the guy would punch him again, and he would, like... He would get up on one knee, and then the guy would punch him again. Shake his head. And then he would start blowing, like... (sighs) (laughs) And then the guy would punch him again, and then that was it. Then he would just destroy the other guy. Yeah, but by destroying him, we mean three punches where he's barely even moving his arm. Throws him off the rope, barely gets his leg off the ground to hit the guy with the... The the, the leg drop. The foot. No, first with the big foot, and then the leg drop. (laughs) All the while doing, you know, doing the waving at the ear, you know, do you hear me, stupid thing. No, but let me just wait, wait. say, hold on, let me just say. I saw a special a few months ago, I think it was on, like, bio or something, and it was, it was the history of wrestling. And they were talking to all these wrestling experts and aficionados, and when the people asked them about Hulk Hogan, they're like, okay, so, so what do you I think about him. Hulk Hogan? There's, they said, uh, um... As a character and as a marketing person and, and charisma, a 10. Yeah. As a wrestler, zero. a zero. <laughs> All he well, did was the, the leg drop. At yeah. the beginning, 
when he uh, first became WWF champion, he really was trying to put on a real good match. Well, he was, you know, he was a really strong guy. I mean, he body slammed Andre the Giant. Yeah, but a body oh, so slam. So did Harley Race in the seventies. <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah, but a body slam. Yeah, is, a body I think slam. Everybody had. I think everybody had body slammed Andre before Hulk did, but it was uh, never mentioned. <laughs> uh, well, of course. No, but, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it, the other thing is a body slam is not just one guy picking the other guy up. The guy on top is, is using his muscles to hold it. It's, it's, it's a combination. Yeah, I know, but... But the th- here's the thing with Hogan. He was a strong guy. The thing with Hogan is, when the thing you're talking about where he starts getting... He's, he's losing the match the whole time, then <laughs> yeah. comes back at the end. That is classic... WC, WCW, that is classic WWF uh, wrestling. That is that is the in the wrestling that they call it booking. Basically, that's just how they map out the match. That is how WWF has been doing it forever. <laughs> they right. still do it. That's why I can't watch them. I have not been able to watch them in fifteen years, and that is the reason. Every single one of their matches. Is the exact same choreography. It's know, exactly it's, yeah, the same. It's, it's really scripted. That's why I I have people who are my age who still watch WWE. I tell them all the time. I'm like, you guys are idiots. Stop watching. I do too. I do too. It's the same exact show every cool. single time. There's nothing different. This might have been WrestleMania four or was, I remember it was one of the pay per views back then. There was a match. I think it might have been Jake the Snake and someone else, but I can't remember. I just remember it was a pay-per-view and there was a match and the two guys did some move to each other and they knocked each other out. And they were both, yeah, but they were both literally laying on the ring for like 20 minutes. Just laying there. And and my uncle and I are watching and we're like, (laughs) we're like, what is, we're paying for this? Sure, that's not uh, Heroes of Wrestling, where Jake was trashed and was totally drunk in the ring. No, no, no I don't know what that. Was. Uh, that's recent. He's he's got an alcohol problem. No, no, this was a long time ago. That was not actually. That was typical back then. The matches in the papers. I don't know what they do now, but back then, because I, I remember, like we never used to. We weren't. Our parents were never going to pay for the pay per view. Like, what are you nuts? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. But, what we used to do is we used to wait like because you know the other thing was back then they had the pay per view, and they would kind of like then they'd have the weekly shows, like superstars yeah. of wrestling yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and they would they wrestling would, challenge. Yeah, but they would only barely mention what happened on the pay per view, seriously. And so as a kid, you had no idea what happened unless one kid, there was always one kid at school who saw it, and that was yeah. it. And then, you know, usually they came in and lied about the whole thing, so it was useless, their information. So you'd have to wait, like, four or five months, and then it would come in the video store. Of which, of course, it was one copy, because it was wrestling. <laughs> so if you were lucky enough to get it, that's what we used to rent it. Because I remember, we used to, me or one of my friends, we would rent it. And then we'd all, like, go to each other's house to watch it or something like that. Or my, one of my cousins yeah. would get it. And that's how you, we used to watch the pay-per-view. It was months later. Yeah. And I remember watching, I don't know which one it was. I remember the one match was, it was the match between, uh, I, I think it was WrestleMania, I want to say five, where it was Savage against Hogan. That was three, Yeah. Wasn't it? No, I think it was five. 
Oh no, three was so on five. Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. it was five. I'm pretty sure it was five because at that he was the bad macho man. Oh yeah, he was the macho king. He had sensational sherry in his corner. Oh man. But well, well he didn't have sherry yet. At WrestleMania no? 5, I, I believe that was like a, a week later. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right, because Elizabeth Cause was... That, yeah, that's when Elizabeth, when uh, uh, at a, like a Saturday night's main event or just the main event when he fell on Elizabeth and Hulk carried her to the back. Yeah. And was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, brother. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please don't die. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, brother. <laughs> you got to take your hands. hands. Stay and off he's holding the cocaine. Her hand, <laughs> and he's holding her hand, asking for God to intervene. And then when they come back from commercially, this are we on? Uh, do I need a countdown? <laughs> uh, nice. But but anyway, that match I remember watching and the, the match, man. and they started fighting each other for a little while, probably like five or six minutes. And then they just they hit each other with like a double clothesline, and they're both on the ground. <laughs> And they're literally, wait, they're on the ground for like another three or four minutes. Yeah. Then they start wrestling again for three or four minutes. <laughs> then one of them gets thrown over the side and the other guy, uh, I don't know, he just passes out or something. And they're on the ground again for three or four minutes. This match went on for about 25 minutes. I know. Of, of the 25 minutes, they only wrestled for about 10. <laughs> I, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was just a that waste. Sound, that kind of sounds like, oh... Ultimate Warrior and Hulk. <laughs> yeah, that was another one. But yeah. well, actually, it was any any match that Hogan was in. Well, he had to take a rest, I think. Well, it wasn't just that. It was like, what could he do? He had no athletic ability. He had no technical wrestling ability. He couldn't do any of the moves. He with when the, what they say, like they say, selling the move that means making it look realistic. Right. Yeah. He's the worst of all time at doing that. What could you do with this guy? But, and yet, How many times could you have him on the ground in a sleeper hold and he starts and referee, shaking? No, 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 and, no, no. And, and, and then the referee lifts his arm yeah, and twice, it falls. twice. And the third time. The referee time, lifts nope. his arm and it falls. Yeah. <laughs> Hogan. And yet, he was the most popular wrestler. Yeah, but here's the funny thing. When he went to WCW and became the bad Hulk Hogan, even when he was the good Hulk Hogan... He actually did much more wrestling than he ever did in the WWF. As old and beat up as he was, he actually... I mean, the thing was, he didn't have a lot of moves. Yeah. But a lot of the guys didn't have a lot of big... Like Kevin Nash. That was a big... Oh, God. He has terrible moves. He does nothing. I mean, now he's 9 million years old, but he never did anything. Yeah. But that's kind of how the big guys were. Well, Kelly, who are some of your favorite wrestlers... Bret Hart definitely is a top, one of my top favorites. The yeah. excellence of execution, or whatever that name was. Well, that was yep. the Hart Foundation, right? Yeah, well, he was the Yeah, guy. him and uh, Jim Neidhart. Yeah. Yeah, I liked them. They were great. And I liked uh, Roddy Piper, of course. Yes. Yeah, I was a big Piper fan. Even when he was a bad guy, I thought he was funny. Yeah, he was funny. But... Oh, when... he was awesome as a bad guy. When they, when they brought him back... Um, well, in 87, he retired, uh, the first of many, uh, <laughs> against uh, Adrian Adonis. Well, and then they brought him back for WrestleMania five to do that uh, Brother Love and uh, Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> Wait, Brother Love. Morton Downey Jr. I love you. He was in wrestling? <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
I wrote an induction on that very segment, and I got barraged with hate mail. Why? For what People reason? People think it was a great, funny segment, and I have no idea why. Well, it was it was basically Morton Downey came on, started screaming and yelling. I don't even remember what he was yelling about, and kept blowing <laughs> smoke in everyone's face. And then Roddy Piper, you know, sprayed him with a fire extinguisher, or whatever. Yeah, that was it. And I have no idea why. Maybe it's because you know Roddy came back, and everyone's like, "Oh, thank God you're here. We missed you so much." But it was just. It was awful. And Brother Love was doing his bag, a Roddy imitation of, oh, gosh, you know Brother Love? I love your show. Uh, yeah, I was... Like, Morton comes on. Was, so he, was, was he smoking cigarettes? Obviously. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Was he screaming he, in people's faces? He wasn't really screaming. He was just sitting there, just smoking cigarettes and putting the butts on out on the ring mat. And uh, Roddy was uh, getting... A little bit peeved with him, and then he was like, Mr. Downey, I told you, don't blow no more smoke in my face. And he does it like 15 times, and on the 15th time, then Roddy goes, Ah, oh, you know, you know, you really wait up one for old Hot Rod there. And then he does the fire extinguisher thing. <laughs> it was terrible, and everybody, I got so much hate mail on it. <laughs> this is more recent, but you know, this is one of the other goofy gimmicks. Um, I don't remember, this was probably like 10 years ago. <laughs> but the time that The Rock was fighting with Steve Austin, and they were fighting on a bridge. <laughs> and The Rock threw Stone Cold Steve Austin over the bridge into the water. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. Just stop. Wow. There was an even better one where uh, Austin was fighting with uh, Booker T in the supermarket. <laughs> Wait, how did they end up there? Oh, let's... I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to remember, but it's, you could find it on YouTube, of course. And I, I forgot how it started, but Booker T and Austin, they just started fighting like in the cereal aisle or something. Wow. <laughs> That's all. Did they bash each other over the head with cereal boxes and they would explode? Sure they did. Awesome. Yeah, I remember some of those old characters like Adrian Adonis and uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Perfect, who yeah. he was like the one-man football team. He threw the pass and then ran real fast and caught it. Those are pretty good uh, vignettes. Um, Mr. Perfect, when they would demonstrate how perfect he is, so he would like... Score like he was the perfect goalie, or he yeah. was the perfect, you know, <laughs> home run hitter, and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think the only <laughs> thing I, I never understood was I thought that they ended that that perfect streak way too early. I think they should have just kept that going. I know. I don't remember who he lost to, but then he wound up. He wound up with the other guy. It was a ridiculous gimmick. Was stupid. The Savage's brother, the, the genius. Oh, yeah, that was another one. And he was always with uh, Mr. Perfect. He'd come out and he'd read his poetry. And and it, it was funny because he would come out and read his poetry and he was all, like, like in, supposed to be intelligent and all. And they'd be booing him. And then he'd just turn into a maniac. Oh, I love the genius. The genius is fun. And he had a very short career. Well, you know, um, uh, when Macho Man went to WCW, he... 
he brought uh, the Lanny Poffo, his brother, with them, the genius, and they paid WCW in WCW fashion paid him so much money, like six figures, to stay home and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he was that bad. Well, I think as the story well, goes, no, he was really good. No, I think as the story goes, is my, the Randy Savage showed up in in WCW, and W the WCW had some kind of Hall of Fame, which was some nonsense that they started like a couple of years before then. And uh, Randy Savage uh, insisted that they put his father, Randy Poffo, into the WCW Hall of Fame, and everybody and the people of WCW were like. But your father only wrestled the old NWA promotion for like a, a year. He was he was in WWF for all that other time. And Randy Savage kept insisting and insisting and it got them really mad at him. And as a re and this was typical in wrestling, everybody was always looking to have revenge on somebody else. There's always these grudges. You know, the, whoever was in charge, the grudge for that was that even though they were paying Lanny Poffo at the time, to get back at Randy Savage, obviously they weren't going to take Randy Savage and throw him home. They uh, they took his brother and just like essentially kicked him out until his contract ran out, and then that was the end of him. Yeah, to this day, um, Vince and Randy Savage, they just there's something there that nobody really knows about that, that caused an animosity between them. And for years, there was a rumor that of. Randy had deflowered Stephanie McMahon. Oh, That's why Vince hates him to this day. He's like fifty years old. <laughs> I know it. And, and they brought it was started like years and years ago on the internet, and for some reason people believe it to this day. <laughs> but if you if you broke it down, like the rumor said that Stephanie was underage at the time Randy left, like she was already like in college or something. I, the thing here's the, the thing with Savage um, in real life he's a he's a nutcase I think oh and, yeah and the pro the, he's his worst he's forever he's his number one he's his worst enemy in the sense that if you look at wrestling all most of the other wrestlers do not like him the promoters hate him um, he because he only would work for ridiculous amounts of money and the other thing was even Hogan to the, d does this as well. Is Savage would would show he did this to the TNA wrestling uh, about five years ago. They brought him in, and he immediately would not do anything they wanted him to do. He's like, uh, you know, I'm Randy Savage. I'm I'm going to win this match. No, uh, we don't want you to win this. Match. It'd be better for the company. No, no, I'm winning this match. I'm winning it, or I'm I'm the, I'm or I'm out of here. All right, get out of here. Jeez. And that's been his attitude, and that's. Probably the reason he doesn't like McMahon because when he was in WWF, they they wouldn't they, like after a while they didn't want to promote him anymore. They wanted to have some other guys take over, and he would just just wrestle essentially. You know, he'd have a right. feud with somebody else, but he wouldn't be a champion. And he got all mad, and that's why they made essentially they 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 ran his contract out by making him an announcer. And uh, of course, he was good as an announcer. He was he was amusing. Yeah, yeah, he was funny. But that was that's the thing with him. You know, he's always been that kind of... And, you know, the funny thing is he hates Hulk Hogan in real life. Oh, yeah. And in, in wrestling life, though, like on this, in the shows, 
somehow Hogan would always screw him over in the show and he'd hate Hulk Hogan there too. So <laughs> it was life imitating art. Hey, how do you feel about when uh, like a wrestler would have one character or one gimmick and then like a few months later or maybe a year later or something, the wrestler would come back with a completely new character, a completely new gimmick? Oh, uh, WWF is, is really notorious for that. They yeah. did that to um, Tony Atlas. Like, they had, like, Tony Atlas, and everyone knows, oh, it's Tony Atlas. But then they brought him back as Saba Simba. And, <laughs> and he was, like, an African tribesman with the spear and everything. And I went, okay. I think well, they did a lot of that. I, that was, uh, I really think a lot of that stuff was Vince's way to... To screw these guys over for one. No, but even um, what was the um, Akeem, the African Dream, started out as the one man gang. Yeah, he was the one man gang. And um, who was the other? Uh, there was another, like uh, IRS used to be someone else. Uh, uh, yeah, he was. He actually was in um, uh, WCW as yeah. uh, Michael Wall Street. <laughs> and or no, who am I thinking Michael of? I'm, I'm thinking of the model. He used to be Rick Martell. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Rick Martell. No, he used to just be Rick Martell. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he's but, like this flamboyant yeah, guy. That's, or, yeah, uh, uh, that. uh, what, what was his name? The Brooklyn Brawler. Well, he was yeah. a jobber. Yeah, he used to just be Steve Lombardi and lose every match. Well, he always did. <laughs> that was his job. I kind of felt bad yeah. for him. Eh. He never won. He put on a good show. Yeah. Yeah, he was a good loser. Yeah, that was their job. <laughs> no, oh, and um, uh, Cactus Jack and Mankind was well, another one. Yeah, um, Mick, Mick Foley. Yeah. yeah Name well, is Dude Love. Yeah, Dude Love. But the yeah. other thing is, you know, the other thing is, with Vince does, is when he comes up with a gimmick that the wrestler doesn't, he'll copyright it. You can't use it anywhere else. Mm, yeah. I mean, there's guys, I mean, I forget who it is, but I mean, there's guys that th they can't even use their real name anymore for that reason. You know, because you, <laughs> you can't, you don't want Vince to copyright your own real name. That's, you'll never be able yeah. to use your real name again. I thought it was really, really weird. I just, I remember, I think it was the late 90s maybe when Vince McMahon actually started wrestling. <laughs> Well, he wasn't really wrestling. And someone told me, and I'm just like, wait, but Vince McMahon, like the the guy who runs it, hey, he was, he was and really he does the announcing, though. he does yeah. the commentary. Like, yeah, Vince McMahon, he's he's a wrestler, and I'm like, wait, he's a wrestler? What? Because he became he's Vince McMahon because he was the the rich bad guy. You know, he was kind of like the corporate the boss. Yeah, I know, but character. it was it was just so weird to me. But Vince that McMahon. was weird for me too, because when I. I was, like, flipping around, and uh, Raw came on, like, in 98, and I see Vince there with a tank top, and he's just, like, he looks like the Incredible Hulk, and I'm like, what the hell? What the hell happened? Well, he was always on the steroids. Oh, yeah. But it's just, like, when he took off that, that powder blue blazer with the WWF logo on it, I didn't know that was under there. Yeah, I know. I didn't either. Well, that was a, it. Was a way to promote the Steve Austin character in that he would be this this thorn in McMahon's side, and you know, then they had the Mike Tyson thing, and it's, oh yeah, 
Like, they couldn't even get him to wrestle. He wasn't allowed to wrestle, so he was the referee or so. It's just oh, God. Awful. Mike Tyson. Oh, well, Jay Leno, right? Wasn't he? Yeah, for like one match. Jay Leno, come on. Well, he was wrestling. <laughs> he, he was tagged up with, um, with Diamond Dallas, Diamond Dallas Page. Page. Yeah, and he was wrestling <laughs> Bischoff and Hogan. So now, Eric Bischoff was a martial arts guy, but um, he, was, I mean, he was so small. Like, he wasn't... A wrestler, so they were kind of matched up well in that sense. Yeah, but it's Jay Leno. I know, he looked ridiculous. He looked really <laughs> ridiculous. And what was the other guy? Um, Carmel uh, Arquette. Oh, David Arquette. Oh, from the movie Ready to Rumble. And David Arquette be- actually became the WCW World Heavyweight Champion yeah. because of Vince Russo. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, Vince Russo, Rob doesn't know who he is. Vince Russo is, he was a head writer um, at WWF in the late 90s when they, they really got popular. And he was the one that made, told, he, he gave the, um, the uh, he advice to Vince McMahon to become this bad guy character. He's like, you know, you should really do this, whatever. Yeah. And he brought in all the, you know, a lot of the, uh, the kind of edge, gave it the edge to it, all the sexual innuendo and all that. So after or a while he left. ECW. <laughs> yeah, after a while he left and he wound up going to WCW and I thought he was doing, you know, he was doing a really good job there, but the the problem was the T the TBS Time Warner people did not want him to do anything risque. Yeah. So he was always fighting with them and I don't know. Somehow in in their in their quest to promote this this horrible wrestling movie that they made, starring David Arquette. Somehow he wound up in a wrestling match, and in the in the middle of the match he gets punched out and knocked unconscious, and somehow he falls on top of a guy and wins. I don't know, just <laughs> of really course. stupid. Well, that was um, Russo's argument as well, because R.D. and uh, Blade had done an an interview with him on their show. And Russo said, he goes, I could have cared less if your mother was WCW champion as long as it got people talking about us because that was the time WWF was killing them in yeah. the ratings. And, yeah. and there was one time during a pay-per-view where uh, Hulk Hogan was in a match or something and the match didn't happen. And then Hogan, like, left. And then Bischoff came out. Not Bischoff. Vince Russo came out and on the mic in the middle of this pay-per-view started screaming and yelling and cursing and, and just berating Hulk Hogan. And still to this day, everybody, the people don't know if it was really, a, if it was real or if it was just a gag on his well, part. Well, as I understand it, it was a worked a shoot promo. And they said, okay, I'm going to say all this stuff and, you know, and that's that. But I think that Hulk got offended when Russo mentioned the fact he was bald. <laughs> Well, he is. Like, being a bad... Russo was saying, like, you're a backstabber, and you're a son of a bitch, and this and that, and you won't put over the young guys, and that was all fine, but calling him bald is the <laughs> thing that really hurt his feelings. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what, you know, what the whole reasoning behind it was or whatever, but <laughs> then, like, Hulk Hogan, like, his lawyers got involved, and uh, uh, what yeah. happened, but... That was like the end of the WCW. After that, it was like just dead. Why are you calling me bald, brother? <laughs> you crossed the line, brother. Yeah, I remember uh, Roddy Piper's once saying that 
he was doing a promo on Hulk being bald and like the light shining off his head or something, and they stopped and said, Look, Roddy, you can't say he's bald. And he goes, Why? He is bald. <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, he actually, I mean, Piper, yeah, I think Piper used to call him like the bald eagle all the time. And, <laughs> you know, I, now that I think about it, back then, I think, I think pretty much everything was a stupid gimmick. Of course. <laughs> like the million dollar man and uh, the Oh no, the million dollar man was cool. <laughs> no, I mean the, the the guys were cool, but it was all these weird gimmicks, like the honky tonk man. Ah, that was my that was my favorite my favorite uh villain wrestler of all times, the honky tonk man. And then that whole thing Honky with, was great. Yeah, the it, that whole thing with Macho Man becoming the king. Oh, well, that was ridiculous. And the guys would carry him in on the sedan chair. <laughs> It was like, wait a minute. At the time, I'm you know, again, I'm a little boy. I'm just watching it, and but now that I think about it, it's like that—that that was so ridiculous. And uh, you know, they had um, uh, Nikolai Volkov, the Russian, and of course, and uh, uh, Iron Sheik, Sergeant Slaughter, and you know. Well, the most ridiculous had to be... The killer bees. The most ridiculous was during the Iraq War, the Gulf War, I'm sorry, when they couldn't find enough guys to be bad guys. To, and, and somehow Hulk Hogan was the good guy, and he was fighting Sergeant Slaughter. The bad guy. Who had defected to Iraq. I was like, what the... What? Why is Hulk Hogan fighting an army guy? While the United States is in a war. This doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Corporal Kirshner. What was that? That was another army guy. No. Oh, yeah, Corporal. Yeah, he was in uh, WrestleMania 2. He yeah. wrestled Volkov in, like, a flag match or something. Yeah, yeah, whoever, like, put, you know, whoever uh, planted the flag. No. Yeah, the Iron Sheet. It was always, um... Um, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik versus, I think, the Killer Bees. Or the British or the, Bulldogs. Yeah, the British Bulldogs. Somebody like that. You know who I couldn't stand? Well, I don't know. I just thought it was a really, really dumb, like, even dumber than Million Dollar Man or things like When, I remember when it used to be Greg the Hammer Valentine <laughs> and Brutus Beefcake tag team. Yeah. Always. And then they weren't a tag team. I don't know what happened to Greg the Hammer Valentine, but then... Well, Beefcake became a good guy. Yeah, Brutus Beefcake was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Ugh. And I just thought, again, even as a child, I'm just like, what is this? The Barber? <laughs> yeah, it was a great game. He would cut their hair I know. He would show up to the wrestling ring with scissors. And well, they weren't, no, they weren't scissors. They were like... Like uh, pruning yeah. shears. Pardon shears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. But, and then there were gimmicks like Jake the Snake that I thought was cool at the time. Or uh, the, the Ultimate Warrior I thought was cool at the time. I don't know. Some of the Hacksaw gimmicks. Jim Duggan? Yeah, Hacksaw Jim oh! Duggan. The Birdman I thought was cool. Coco Beware. The Blue Blazer I thought was cool. What? Yeah, he was Colin one of my Hart. favorite wrestlers. Who was that? Uh, Owen Hart was the Blue Blazer. Uh, yeah, he was good. He he did all those acrobatics. Yeah, I remember. I actually I used to like. Um, I, f I think his I forget what his real name. It's Terry something, but uh, he was a Red Rooster. Terry Funk. Terry Taylor. 
The yeah. Red Rooster. I don't remember. You remember the Red Rooster? Oh yeah, that, that really that killed Terry Taylor's career basically. Cause <laughs> uh. When he went over to WCW, everybody was chanting "Rooster, Rooster" uh. during his matches. Really? I, I mean, he would come to the ring and start like doing that stupid like Mick Jagger chicken walk. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it was, that is so dumb. The roost, red rooster. <laughs> the red rooster. <laughs> oh, the junkyard dog. I liked him. Yeah, he was okay. He was good. And uh, Big John Stud. Yeah. Yeah, there was all these obscure. It was like uh, Don Morocco and like SD Jones. Special delivery. <laughs> yeah, like all these wrestlers who would only wrestle like once every few months, I remember. Well, because they were in, in other promotions and other uh, places, and they would just pick them up here and there. Oh, and you they know? had no camera presence. It was like Terry Funk. Yeah. Terry Funk could never be in a major promotion like that because he had, he had no camera. He was horrible and on, and on a mic. <laughs> no charisma. <laughs> but. So, Kel Kelly, how do you feel about The Rock... You know, like, I guess some people say, oh, the, we hate The Rock. He's sold out. He's a Hollywood actor now. Well, I, I can see their point at being angry. I, I was never a real big fan of The Rock. I can see why other people like him. But it's, it appears like nowadays he, he is kind of turning his back on, on the, the, the career that made him famous, basically, and allows him to make movies. Yeah, I, I, I was never a fan of him either. I thought his, I just, I just felt like his whole persona was really he had incredible obnoxious. charisma. It was just really obnoxious, and then just the other reason I stopped watching WWE really stopped. Well, it was over the top. No, but it was these fans. Oh my, these fans are just so. I understand a lot of them are ki little kids, but it's they're so obnoxious. A lot of them aren't. <laughs> I know. It, it's like. Stone Cold, she, uh, I'm sure Kelly remembers this, but recently, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin started doing this thing where if ever he was, like, in the ring and somebody else was on the microphone, he's on the microphone, and they'd start talking, he'd start screaming at them, What? What? Yeah. And then the crowd started saying, What? What? And so then it became, it got to the point where when Stone Cold was in the, in the ring, on the microphone, you know, saying something... After every single pause in his sentence, they'd scream, what? So here's this guy. I mean, he could be saying anything. Uh, this morning I had, what? Bacon and eggs, what? For breakfast, what? That's, a, that's annoying. It was, I, I just got to the point where I, I'm like, stop. I cannot watch this. These people, you know, people make fun of Star Trek fans. And comic book fans, or whatever the fans are, ah, the the dorks, this and that. The these these types of wrestling fans, I think, are the worst. <laughs> I think they're the worst. It, it's one thing to, to watch wrestling. You know, I still watch TNA wrestling, you know, here and there. It's one thing to watch it. You go to the matches, whatever. But to behave in this fashion. Like you're a three-year-old is <laughs> just absurd. Well, I used to work at a video game store, and it was right around the time when the WWF and, and just wrestling in general was really coming back yeah. into the pop culture. Late 1990s, early 2000s. 
And a lot of the customers that would come into the video game store were big wrestling fans. And I'm not even kidding. Grown adults, grown men. Told you to suck it? Well, they told me to suck it, but... <laughs> but... Uh, and the people's eyebrow and all that. But, oh, God. But they... I, I'm serious. Grown... Maybe not, you know, intelligent, but grown men were insisting seriously that wrestling was real. Like, truly, like, the feuds, no the stories, no the mood, like, everything. Like, they thought this was genuinely real. So they, they still, they believe that The Undertaker kidnapped Stephanie McMahon for yes. a satanic ceremony? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, these people were out of their minds. Yeah, they're just not, Here's one other thing I remember, I remember seeing, like, ten years ago. I don't know if, if this is true or not. But when the, we were just talking about the giant, the big show, his real name is Paul White. Um, he showed up in the WWF, and they did this angle where his father died, and the big boss man went to the funeral and stole the casket and like drove the her, the, the hearse off of a cliff. Or I don't know yeah. what he did. <laughs> and I remember at the time reading on one of the websites that the. the Paul White's father really had died. And I'm like, wait a minute, this this moron, his own father dies and he turns it into a wrestling gimmick? What a loser. Was that true? Uh, oh, yeah. What? Wait, it's ridiculous. They have the, don't these people have any uh, respect for the dead? Apparently not. They, they did like a, a, a very solemn tribute when Eddie died and everybody was talking about him, how much they liked him, how great he was. And then it just went, they, we called it Eddie exploitation. <laughs> yeah. How was it when, um, what was the, uh, when, when Owen Hart died, how was it with him? Oh, that was a bit ugly. Well, the whole thing was, the, the whole problem with that situation was... <laughs> Owen Hart, his contract was almost up. The thing, what, ha what happened was... So they killed him? No, no, no. What happened was Bret Hart was the big star of WWF. His contract was coming to an end. And they didn't, they didn't want him... The WWF never wants anybody to be bigger than them. So they kind of wanted him to take a step back. Let some other guys go to the front. Yeah. And he didn't really like that. And I, something, whatever. He was going to go to WCW... And then, you know, uh, there was this match where he was supposed to drop the belt, and then he didn't want to drop the belt, and this big uh, rigmarole happened, and he's fighting with Vince, punches Vince McMahon out, whatever. And the following, you know, a couple months later, Owen Hart, who everybody expected was going to go to WCW with Bret Hart, his contract was almost over. They took him from, he was kind of like this bad guy character, but he had a lot of like FaceTime. They made him wear this this like mask and he was ridiculous looking and they, they, they were just trying to embarrass him, which is typical Vince McMahon. <laughs> and one of the things was they would drop him from the rafters yeah. on this rope. Yeah. And he didn't want to do it. And you know, they basically made him do it and that's how he died. You know, it broke and he crashed to the ring. Well, so that's well, why the family was, was very upset. Well, what happened was, and I read uh, Martha's book, and she talked about the investigation that went into his death, and she said that they had got, they used a nautical clip that was used to release 
like sailboat masts and that it would release under like eight pounds and obviously that's not good when you're when you have a, a 200 something pound guy strapped to a harness and he's you know floating above the ring right they wanted to do it for as cheap as possible and they just kept like trying to find some guy who would do it and everybody they knew kept refusing them all the rigging guys they found some guy who said that he used to uh, rig up Sting and WCW or something and so he used that nautical clip and that's how Owen died well uh, yeah and you know yeah because Sting yeah Sting used to do the same thing that was he used to come when he was the crow Right. He would come in from the rafter and or something. I don't know, come in from the crowd or whatever. Um, but you know, I mean, it was terrible. It happened, but you know, they didn't. The police didn't do anything. So to sting? No, to the the Neil and Hart. Well, thing. Uh, Martha. Um, well, Martha. She uh, she was suing Vince and the WWF, but uh, Vince's high-powered attorney, Jerry McDivitt, had kept delaying it and delaying it and delaying it until. Martha said, this isn't worth it. And so she, they gave her like a cash settlement or something to just drop it. But if it had gone to trial, the WWF probably wouldn't be around today. Do they still have the restaurant in New York City? No. No, that's gone. That's been gone for a few years. Oh. I never went there. I went to the WCW uh, grill, the Nitro Grill in Las Vegas when I was there 10 years ago. <laughs> What I thought the it? hamburgers were pretty good. That's was it like it. just a little uh, like banana stand or something? <laughs> no, it was it was in the Excalibur uh, Casino or whatever there, and um, it was this was, was a restaurant, theme restaurant. It didn't last very long. So, um, if someone wants to go to the website and look up different horrible uh, pro wrestling gimmicks or stupid things like that. What does the person do? Well, you go to www.wrestcrack.com, and right there on the left side of the page, uh, we have inductions. There's um, Blake Braxton does a Jobber of the Week column. Uh, we have a someone bought this where we uh, where RD gets um, pictures of like really crappy wrestle crappy merchandise. There's a uh, it came from YouTube where Blade does uh, clips from like really weird, obscure, like wrestling related um, uh, videos. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. There's something for everyone. <laughs> How long has this website been around? Uh, I think RD started it in about 2000. And wow. I've only been with this site since about 2007. Wow, so it's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of information here. What's this gay wedding? Gay wedding? Oh, that's a billion chuck. Yeah, what is this? That was um, uh, Billy Gunn and uh, Chuck Palumbo, where they had a gay wedding. And it was like some angle with Bischoff and Stephanie and a gay lesbian, whatever, ADD association. Uh, was very, very upset that they didn't go through on the gay wedding. Uh, oh, so they didn't do it? No, they, they they hinted at it, but then, like, right before, he goes, Oh, I'm not gay. <laughs> God. Okay. Typical WWF stupid payoff to a bad uh, joke. Have you seen any movies recently? 
what did I watch? Oh, I actually I saw it, uh, twelve rounds with uh, John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's some because you know John Cena, right? He's the, well, he on WWE. Oh yeah, the wrestler. Yeah, he's like a Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark wannabe, <laughs> and um. He did this movie called 12 Rounds. It's basically, if, if you ever heard of his first movie, The Marine, it's kind of like <laughs> <Terrible>. that. <laughs> it is horrible, but it, it's, well, whereas The Marine had, well, it was always like explosions, explosions every five minutes. This has car crashes every five minutes. <laughs> wow. It's, so, it's one of those, like, You'd see it kind of like on like Joe Bob's Drive-In Theater or something. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs> yeah, the WWE, um, they had, I forget, I don't know which studio it was, but over a couple of years ago, they had some kind of a production contract with whatever the studio was to get like some of their guys in the movies. And I think recently they just, they just canceled it because, <laughs> you know, the, this Marine came out and that was terrible and didn't make any money and, they just said, uh, you know what, this, you know what, uh, this is probably not going to work. <laughs> people yeah. want to see, you know, people want to see, uh, you know, the, what's his name? Rock. No, well, not just a, no, I mean, I mean like in an action movie, you know, people want to see Stallone. Well, not even him, but like just some regular actor and not these dimwits. Actually, it was funny. I stumbled upon your show when I was doing a search for Steam Pipe Alley. Ah, ah <laughs> Steam Pipe Alley. Because I, I used to watch that show religiously when I was a kid. Yeah. You probably yeah, saw you the one we were on. Yeah, we were on it. <laughs> I know. That, that was the coolest thing ever. And I remember you guys saying that it was right next to the Morton Downey Jr. show, and that's yeah. the real show you wanted to get in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we wanted to, we, well, we were waiting in line, and, and the funny thing was, like, hardly any of us had ever even heard of Steam Pipe Alley, and be, because it was on, like, the week, the, the, you know, on the mornings of the weekend, and we were watching cartoons or wrestling, or something. we're going to watch Steam Pipe Alley, and we're waiting in line, and all of a sudden, you know, wherever, like, one kid, like, looked at the door, and it was, like, you know, like, the star on the door, and it said, Morton Downey Jr., we're like, oh, my God, let us in, let us in, let us in there. <laughs> but, yeah, we went, uh, Steam Pipe Alley, we got to meet Blossom. <laughs> oh, yeah, mine be Alec. Yeah, yeah. There's nobody and now. And that's before anyone knew who she was. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I well, that know. was the only reason she was on that show. <laughs> when she was Blossom, she wasn't going to be on Steam Pipe well, Alley. Yeah, that's fine. That's true. But it was really weird. You know, here's the funny thing. Um, we've, we've gone to some tapings of, you know, Letterman or Regis, Conan, you know, last, you know, recently, let's say. And those are, you know, how real television shows are taped. And then there's Steam Pipe Alley, you know, from the <laughs> '80s, which was really just a step above public access in a way. And yeah, it was. <laughs> it was really weird just to see how disorganized and and a, just a just a general disaster the production was. They they didn't know what was going on, and they had to keep redoing everything and <laughs> a mess. 
It's like, no, no, Mario, the camera's over there. Oh, I got to redo the whole thing now. <laughs> yeah. We say it in a Sammy Davis Jr.'s voice. You know, it was just a local Channel 9 thing. I don't know, I'm surprised if someone else actually remembers it. I love Channel 9. I was that, that and WPIX were my favorites. Oh, yeah, WPIX, definitely, yeah. They really didn't have any original shows, though. I know, that's why it was no, good. But, but late at night, they used to have, um, like, the Honeymooners and the Odd Couple and Twilight Zone. They still do. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, they have Honeymooners and Odd Couple. W WPAX? I don't yeah. think so. I, I watch it. It's really, it's like two in the morning. The old Honeymooners? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the only one. No, then there was a color. No, no, no. Black and white. The color Honeymooners is still fun. I, I've seen those. They're terrible. Nah, nah. <laughs> they're, they're not that bad. They're still a little funny. That's so weird. I didn't even know there was a color Honeymooners. Yeah. Did, did you guys ever see the, the Honeymooners movie with Cedric the Entertainer? No. Why would we have... No. 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 Did you? I didn't. I can't, I can't bear to. Yeah, I know. It's it's like... that. I mean, Cedric, <laughs> I just can't. Cedric the Entertainer should be... This is a this is a bad pun, but he should be blacklisted from any movies ever for for def defacing the legacy of Jackie Gleason like that. Ah, come on, it just what do you call those things where like the pilgrims used to lock up like like the the stock uh, in the stockade? The, yeah, he should be put in a stockade just to well, be I'm humiliated. Like well, even more to blame, I think, is the, the studio suits that said, oh, this would be a good idea. <laughs> well, that's, they, they greenlight garbage every day. Yeah. That's a big reason why I hardly go to the movies anymore. If I want to see something, I, I get it on DVD, then and, I return to the store. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, the, the strange thing is, the movie industry... How much is a movie ticket uh, in Jersey now? Yeah, you don't want to... In Manhattan, it's twelve fifty. Yeah, well, they're a ripoff. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Well, here. Wait, I, wait, wait. What about in Atlanta? Uh oh, it's pretty bad. It's like uh, the lowest I think when I went about a year ago to see Iron Man, it was like nine fifty or something. That's about what it is, in New Jersey. It depends. And some 10. of them. Some of the thing now is they charge if you go like the first weekend, they charge you more. Mm-hmm. And every, I'm, I'm serious, every, like, several weeks that the movie's still out, it goes down. Slightly. Well, like 50 you cents. You could have, a, like, $1 theaters there, like, when the movie is about, like, a month or two old. No, we don't no, have they that. they don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, they don't. They used to do that. I wish. They don't do that anymore. I'd be there every day. No. I mean, even, uh, like, a little... Not one of those jumbo super buckets of popcorn. Just a little palm-sized package of popcorn is literally like four or five dollars. Wow. And a little cup of soda. I don't drink soda, but a little, again, little cup of soda is like three or four dollars. What the heck? Well, the baseball. A games. can of soda is like seventy-five yeah, cents. I mean, the baseball games are even worse than that. Oh yeah. I'm sure, yeah, 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 if you go to Yankee Stadium, the the hot dogs are like... 
the 10 bucks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's like a ripoff. $4 for a pretzel. I think the hot dogs are like three fifty. The beers are like eight bucks or nine bucks. It's ridiculous. That's how much they charge at a bar. No, in Manhattan. No, it's not that bad. Some places. No, then they're just a ripple. (laughs) Well, I agree. That's why I gotta save all my money if I want to have a good time in New York City. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, you go out one night, you know, again, not that I'm like this big going out guy, but if you were to go out, hang out at a bar with your friends for one night, I mean, that that could potentially cost you $50. Yeah. But, well, thanks a lot for being on the show and, and for emailing us. That was oh, thank awesome. you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. I had a good time. Cool. Thanks, Kelly. Have a good night. Well, thank you, Rob and Greg. You, have, you guys have a good night, too. Bye. Bye. You know, he was just getting the ring and just beat everybody up, and, and that was interesting.